0: And podcast. The trial and conviction of Senegal's opposition leader has sparked protests and riots in one of Africa's most stable democracies. Several people are dead. Why has the unrest been so widespread, and is there a risk of more instability? I'm Mohamed Jamjou, and you're listening to the Inside Story podcast, where we dissect, analyze, and help define major global stories. All right, let's go ahead and bring in our guests in London. Mujahid Durmaz, who is an analyst with Verisk Maplecroft Global Risk Intelligence Consultancy. In Paris, Marie Roger Billoa, the chairwoman and CEO of the Africa International Media Group. And in Dakar, Borso Tal, a freelance journalist who has reported extensive, extensively on Senegal's political and social tensions. A warm welcome to you all, and thanks so much for joining us today on Inside Story. Borso, let me start with you today. Why has the unrest thus far in Senegal been so widespread? Uh,
1: Thank you for having me. Uh, The widespread uh, news around Sonko's case, or this case of uh, uh, rape and uh, sexual assault overall, uh, has reached this far simply because it's quite opposite of what Senegal has always been known for which means a peaceful country, stable in West Africa and respectful of all international laws. So to come to this um, uh, state at which right now uh, the population is extremely angry at the government for simply having applied, and I will explain later, uh, the law over a rape case, uh, that is um, the reason why everything is uh, under chaos Mm. right now. Uh, People are very angry and against the decision made by the justice system uh, to decide over a rape case um, so far.
0: Marie Roger, let me get uh, your perspective on this. Um, Do you believe that there is a risk for more instability? Do you think that that these protests will spread, uh, that people will get angrier?
2: So, you know, what we've been seeing so far is that... um, As I said before, Senegal has been trying to show um, a peaceful and democratic figure. And and, uh, if the government has always responsibility when there's trouble. But I think this time around, uh, Mr. Ousmane Sonko has been calling for riots and uh, telling his supporters to to go to the presidency and overthrow Mr. Makisar. And uh, this is quite a difference with other uh, politicians, even from the opposition. I remember that uh, a couple of years ago, there were situations where uh, other uh, candidates to uh, run as to for the president had been excluded uh, for running. And uh, I think of Abdul, uh, uh, the, uh, Wad uh, the Sun and uh, Karim Wad and Khalifa Sal uh, they may have they, they found that situation very unfair to them but they didn't call for violence so this is a, a special case where you have uh, somebody who's been condoning uh, uprisings calling for destruction calling for uh, and uh, and since he entered the game, and uh, there, they, I, I would also say that uh, they they are really cracking down on he, on him mm. more severely than on others because he has opted for confrontation mm. for for defying institutions. So um, we are all very uh, worried by the situation right now because. Until now, he failed. He has failed to call hmm. his supporters to stop violence and to keep quiet. This is very necessary on his part.
0: Hmm. Uh, Mujahid, uh, supporters of Usman Sanko, of course, are angry. Uh, they have been denouncing the charges against the opposition leader. They have accused uh, President Sall of using the justice system to eliminate political opponents. Um, how much of that sentiment is fueling all of this?
3: Well, um, yeah, just to give a bit of uh, context, um, you know, uh, picking up uh, on the point uh, that raised by Borso is, yes, the Senegal is often praised as a, you know, in the global politics as a stable democracy, is a beacon of stability, but that, that hasn't, that has not been um, translated uh, in this, uh, translated in the socio-economical conditions of the Senegalese people in so far. Um, there are significant concerns about increasing authoritarianism, authoritarianism, excessive use of force, police force that, that we've seen um, on the streets of Dakar, erosion of judicial judicial uh, independence, democratic backsliding. Um, these are serious concerns uh, because, you know, over the years, since 2021, we've seen uh, protests, anti-government process becoming more and more popular because Uh, Songko represents a large part of the Senegal's youthful population that have not benefited from the economic boom that the country has seen over the years, Mm. right? So high GDP growth and the oil and gas reserves, um, they have Mm. not been... significantly benefited from this from this uh um, developments and then they accuse the government this uh, president cell of failing to address the widespread um socioeconomic I- uh, issues the, the the large parts of society is dealing with especially mm. in urban areas that we see so what happens is that the song cult steps in and his a uh, pan-african and anti-western stands um, that targets the political elite very harshly uh, fight against the corruption since uh, 2016 since he was a tax uh, um, tax inspector mm. and question the significant uh, french influence that uh, that uh, you know uh, uh, paris enjoys on the country's economy and politics so in that sense the widespread protests are not surprising because the elimination of the uh, song from the Uh, election in 2024. Uh, will likely increase this sense of disfranchisement among Mujeride, I'm, the young I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm, I'm going to yeah, get sure. back
0: to you in a minute about the, the anti-French sentiment that you were just referring to. But uh, first, I, I want to go to Borso again. Borso, um, let's talk about another angle to all this that's, that's being discussed. Uh, are some of the tensions that we are witnessing now uh, a result of the fact that it's really unclear at this stage if President Saul intends to seek a third term as president?
1: Well, that is the root uh, of this whole situation. When we look at the patterns, uh, like Marie-Roger mentioned earlier with the cases of uh, Khalifa Saleh and Karim Wad at the time before Sanko arrived at the uh, political scene in Senegal, uh, there was a question of third term. So we've had different alternance, what we call alternance in French. Uh, The first one was in 2000, putting an end to 40 years of uh, state power uh, for the for the uh, socialist party so in 2000 abdullah wad came into power uh did his two terms to make it short At, in 2012 Makisal came into power on the basis that Iwad will never run for a third term so that was the number one reason why people voted for Makisal and against abdullah wad uh, and now what we're seeing is a repetition of those issues. Makisalo, who hasn't said a word yet, official word about him um, willing to run, but everything around it looks like it. Uh, and even his, uh, his his allies in his political party, APR, have already stated uh, that he is their candidate for 2024. So having that in, in mind, the population of Senegal is not willing to repeat the same mistakes of the past, meaning refusing Abdullah. Wad. A third term and now accepting it for Makisal. And that is the main issue that is like the cause of all this. Uh, refusing a third term as a tradition for the past um, a few uh, candid- uh, presidential candidates mm. and now having it in face and having to face it with violence. Mm. That is the major difference. And having to face it with someone who is not willing to let go. Sonko is not. Uh, willing to let go, and he's ready to use violence in Mm -hmm. order to have um, the constitution respected, meaning no more than two consecutive terms. But besides that, there's also the question of women's rights, and I would like to come back to that. Uh, yeah, Borso, uh, le, let me let me yeah, I'll, I'll get I will right get there. back to
0: you on that in just a, in just a couple of minutes. Uh, first, I want to ask Marie Roger to expand a little bit on on the discussion we were just having with regards to a potential third term for President Sal. Uh, President Sal has said that he uh, can that he believes he can run again for a third term because of changes that were made to the constitution in 2016, which shortened the presidential term. Um, marie Roger, from your point of view, is this a valid argument? Uh, uh, can this actually be done?
2: You know, uh, like, uh, uh, as explained uh, before, previously, right now, uh, Senegal, the situation in Senegal is very particular because uh, President uh, Macky Sall vowed not to run again, not to seek a third term. There are videos... Recalling that there are tweets he made where he he called for demonstrations, but peaceful demonstrations, I must say, um, and he was very much against um, uh, a third term. So that's why uh, the Senegalese are very much they are upset and uh, they don't like that issue. Um, so we understand that, hmm. um, but the point is. Uh, When you look at the the story in Africa right now, you know, people who don't—presidents who don't seek third terms are the exception. So what I mean is uh, we all want fresh air, fresh blood, new ideas. We we want, uh, uh, you know, in uh, government to—new governments to come so that you have a renewal of, of everything, new energy. And that's what we are, we are fighting for. But I don't believe it's something we have to die for. Because um, when you look at the uh, situation right mm. now, as I say, um, politi- who who are really benefiting for, mm. for uh, uh, certain terms, not the population, only people who want power. Mm. And, uh, and also you see the judgment is very different. The, uh, uh, according to the situation, you see Rwanda. President Kagame has organised for him to to stay maybe twenty years more. Nobody, nobody. You don't hear uh, uh, opposition very much. International opposition, even in Africa, you don't mm-hmm. hear that. So- and we, you see in Central Marie Africa, Roger, everywhere... I'm sorry to inter- Marie
0: sure. Roger, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I just want to go back to uh, Mujahid about a point that he was making a, a moment ago. Uh, Mujahid, you were you were speaking specifically about anti-French sentiment, uh, I believe you said, among supporters of Mr. Sonko. Could you expand on that and talk about, from your perspective, why that might be driving, uh, uh, r- whether it's his popularity or some of the protests?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, historically, uh, the, the you know, the French hold... Uh, significant economic and political uh, influence in the country as a formal um, colonizer. And um, and uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, since 2019, uh, France was the largest source of uh, f- uh, foreign direct investment in Senegal since uh, it was taken over by um, China at the moment. So it holds a significant uh, power in the country specifically. And in the case of what, w- uh, in the context of this, this process, what's happening is, is that especially 20 uh, the protests that we, we saw in um, 2021 um, a lot of protesters uh, looted the uh, French businesses across the country especially in Dakar is because they they claim that the source of the issues that they're having with um, the corruption the socio-economic inequalities mm-hmm. um, these are the issues related to the French influence and in, in, in the country. So there is this uh, perception in light of anti-French sentiment across different parts of West Africa mm-hmm. is, is is that the French is uh, seriously involved in in uh, Senegalese politics and then they're the ones that are pulling the strings and, and uh, you know, Sonko representing a Pan-African stance and his supporters mm-hmm. align with that sentiment as well, um, saying that, uh, we don't want france involved mm. in our in our politics as well um we- that's why we we saw that the protesters attacked the, the french businesses in 2021 and mm-hmm. uh, you know in the future if the protests continue we might be able to uh, see the same scenes again. Mm.
0: Uh, more so. Um, so I want to get back to a point that you were trying to make a moment ago. Um, the question I have, women's rights groups in Senegal have expressed concern that the Sonko rape trial has set back women's rights in the country. What was it about the case that has so dismayed feminists and advocates for women's rights in Senegal?
1: Women have been used for this case that has underlying political uh, matters. And that's their loss. The women lose in this process. And that's that, that's where the whole problem comes with uh, putting a cloud over all the fight that women have gone through in order to have these laws applied and respected in the country. Mm. So we here we have a woman accused of rape, uh, a, a man accused of rape, but because there is no proof and because of so many issues l- attached to politics over the case of rape itself— people now will just uh, not give any uh, attention to the real cases of, uh, of, of, of um, sexual assault. And that Marie- brings together gender issues. It brings all together just issues that women will go through when it comes mm. time for them to stand up and talk about rape cases. So it's just a cloud over. Politics has been clouding uh, the gender issues and have been clouding right. the question of rape and how far women have come mm. to fight for their rights.
0: So Marie Roger, um let me ask you, if tensions continue to escalate in Senegal, what are the concrete steps that can be taken to try to calm things down?
2: Well, I think uh, uh, in uh, this particular situation... Um, both, I would say both par- the power, the, the the public authority and Usman Sonko and, and his uh, supporters are responsible of what's happening. So I think, and I I insist on that, I think Usman Sonko so, should call his supporters and, and ask them to stop rioting, stop violence. Um, he's the one who has uh, leverage on them. They will listen to the, to him and not to the government, uh, obviously. So, mm-hmm. to show that he's a responsible man, I think he should do that. Because, at the end of the day, it's all about politics, and uh, we we polit- they, they are there not uh, uh, they are there to ensure that people are not being killed, mm-hmm. and uh, especially young people. And uh, just because, of, of, because they want power, that's it. it's all about. We, it's very important that he says, he he comes out and he says, please, let's calm down. We will work out this issue politically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because there are new rendezvous. There, there are a lot of things which can be done from now. But first, the violence should, should stop.
0: Mujahid, um, there is some question about what the ramifications of this verdict will be when it comes to Mr. Sanko's political future. From your vantage point, does the sentence against Mr. Sanko disqualify him as a presidential candidate in 2024? Can he still run? Uh, and also, can the sentence be appealed, or is this judgment final?
3: Well, he will likely to be eliminated from the race, but... Uh... Unless there's a successful appeal by him, but that's very unlikely because the uh, the court in separate cases uh refused his appeal. So he will uh most likely to be eliminated from the race and taken uh behind the bars. And in terms of the uh the imprisonment, it's two years. Um, considering that half uh how you know a young Sonko is and then how uh galvanized huge support huge wave of support from the public i do not uh, foresee that the, uh this is the end of uh song political future, he will definitely uh remain as a significant actor in the Senegalese uh politics moving forward. Mm. But there are there are two, you know, there are two different uh, specifically in the context of protest, there are two different scenarios. Either um Sal will very harshly, repressively uh squash the protest, uh take uh Sonko behind the bars and will go ahead with the third term, that mm. means increasing authoritarianism in the country, or in the second Uh, second scenario is uh, following this strong and powerful public uh, pushback that will be at political negotiations between the different um, sites to find uh, a peaceful solution. And, uh you mm-hmm. know maybe one last point in terms of possibility of the military queue because we we uh we heard over the you know last few days uh i do not foresee any possibility of the military queue because senegal has a relatively functioning democracy diverse mm. range of uh, political parties robust civil society and then they have influential social leaders religious leaders they usually step in to mediate the political dispute between mm-hmm. the uh, between the politicians so uh yes it will definitely be a turbulent times for Senegal, mm-hmm. but I do not foresee definitely military intervention at this point.
0: Uh, Borso, I know that there are a lot of issues at play when it comes to what's going on in Senegal right now. And also, we just have about two minutes left, but I, I want to ask you if if one of the things young people are taking away from this moment is if young people in Senegal are seeing this moment as their opportunity to put pressure on the government and address the issues that are impacting them the most. Uh,
1: very, very simply put. The young people do not want a third term for President Makisal. and they do not want to see what they call their last chance for their hopes and dreams to come to pass just disappear with Sonko, simply put. They don't want a third term. They do not want Sonko to be put in jail, because there is a history of candidates putting a, being put aside because the president doesn't want them to run for presidential. That's it. We right. have
0: less than a minute, Marie Roger. If Sall does announce that he will seek a third term, will more people come out into the streets? Do you believe that will be the case?
2: Uh, probably. But I, I think uh, people don't like the idea. There are a lot of people who don't like that idea, for sure, as we see. Uh, but uh, some also do like the idea. We should say that, too, because I, I met some. So the point is, if at, so, at, at the end of the day he, he has enough Uh, arguments, uh, legal arguments, because he said he has consulted this and that, and that the Supreme Court says he can run, Um, I think what people can do is to ensure that the election is free and fair, that he can run, but he might not win. So, uh, I think, but nobody should die for it right now.
0: All right, well, we have run out of time, so we're going to have to leave the conversation there. Thanks so much to all of our guests, Mujahid Dormaz, marie Roger, Biloua, and Borsotol. This episode was produced by Dermot Fleming, Abdurrahman Chalik, Abla Kla, and Gemma Harris. Studio sound was by Alvaro Galan Madrid. The program was edited by Leroy Messina, Linda Nguyen, and Joe DeFrias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you for listening. Tune in for our next episode.
1: This week on The Take, we head to Thailand, where people have voted for change, but have yet to see it happen. That's The Take by Al Jazeera. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.